Sing out loud, baby. Books on songs with roots and tongues. What up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Hooked on Sonics. I am one of your two hosts, Bruce, and over there is the lovely and talented Tone Capone. Uh, This week, we have a fantastic show, as always, for you guys. Uh, This week, we are going to review Slash with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, uh, Apocalyptic Love. I'm actually surprised I said that right the first time. And up-and-comers dirty honey with their uh sophomore album can't find the breaks uh we're gonna have lots of music news we're gonna have some beer reviews we're gonna have lots of fun discussion and before we get all into all of that tony how are you good evening i am great how are you buddy good man Good, good, good. Uh, exciting week uh, in music and lots of stuff going on. And yeah, I know holidays that, are coming up. I know that uh, Dolly Parton Rockstar album dropped, man, and I know you yes, picked sir. it up. I did. Uh, I listened to a couple tracks off of it, and um, I have my concerns. Hmm. Which tracks did you listen to? Journey. The journey track with uh, open Steve arms. Perry, open mm-hmm. arms. Um, I think there's a song. I saw, I saw a live version of her doing something, maybe rock star. Maybe that was the name of the song. Okay. Um, and there was something else I can't remember right offhand, but if you want my honest opinion, mm-hmm. I understand why it was done. I appreciate that it was done. I'm looking forward to hearing more. I'd like to check some more of it out. Mm-hmm. However, she's up there in her age, man. 77. 77 years old. And I think, honestly, if this is the last album she made or any music that she did, I think people should be thankful. This is... This is She sound she sounded like she was she struggled in parts, dude. What? She's up there in her age, and it showed. Listen, maybe you dude. don't. Maybe you don't recognize it vocally, okay? But there are things and nuances that I hear because vocalization is something that I really love. I'm not saying it's bad. Don't take it that way. I'm not. That's saying, what it sounded like. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like Ozzy, you can tell they're up there in their age, dude. And maybe it's time to just let them be. Let them fucking be. Quit trying to milk it for what it's worth, man. I think this album was a great idea. I think if this is her final stamp of approval because she got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I get that. But aside from any further music, man, I, I just I let that woman just be, man. Let her fucking be. No disrespect to her whatsoever, man. She has accomplished a ton. There's nothing more for her to accomplish, man. You know? He just enjoys doing it. I understand. 
I understand, but there, there are, when, when something like this happens, sometimes I can't help but wonder if it's forced, you know? This album did not feel forced to me at all. This album sounded fantastic to me. Yeah. Yeah, there's did, a couple not, of duds. but I did not care for the Journey track. I, I don't get you. You want to know the truth? You Do you want to know why? Why? Because of Steve Perry's vocals. I think she could have sung that song on her own weight. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But I don't think... I don't think he I don't think he hurt the track. Uh let me say this. Let me say this. Yeah. He did not sing it the original way it was sung. Right. And it became an off time thing. She sounded like she was staying pretty true to the tone. Mm-hmm. He went off tone. And I really wish he wouldn't have done that. Not that I think he sounded bad. I just I think it would have complimented the song better for him to stick to the original pattern of what he's saying. But I think he was trying to harmonize. I'm talking to solo parts. Yeah. I'm talking to solo parts. Listen, listen to like, listen to the original and listen mm-hmm. to him, listen to her and him. And you'll see, she sounds like she's on time and mm-hmm. doing it the way that he originally did it. And mm-hmm. then he's, you know, maybe he's jaded with the whole journey thing. And just said, you know, I'll, I want to do it differently because maybe I wanted to do it in the band at some time. Maybe he did it live like that. I don't know. Yeah. I just know that I think it would have complimented the song a little bit better had he stuck to, you know, somewhat closer to the original formula. Yeah. I, I'll tell you this. Uh, for that song, Dolly's about the only person that can make me actually like a Journey song, especially that song. I actually really enjoyed the hell out of that song. And I hate Journey. Hate Journey. That's unfortunate. Ugh. You don't even have a single Journey song you like? No. Now you know how I feel about the Doors. Well, you, the, the problem. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Cause let me tell you something. Steve Perry is one of the greatest voices there ever was. That's great. He's and a great Neil, singer. And, and Neil Sean is a hell of a guitar player. Arrogant son of a bitch from what mm. I understand. Yeah. I, everything I've read in interviews makes him seem like he's arrogant. I don't know the guy. You know what I mean? And sorry to say SOB, my bad. But I, I don't know the guy. I do know this. He's definitely got good taste in guitars. He's a PRS guy. Mm. And the guy okay. can and the guy can play. I mean, uh, let's yeah. let's let's call it what it is. Uh I am a journey fan personally. Yeah. Always have been. Don't know about all the drama. Didn't didn't care. I was too young when it all went down. Um, liked uh, Steve Perry's solo album. Uh, still a fan of that. Um, but if you ask me, to this day, my favorite Journey song. I think the most rockinest Journey song is "Wheel in the Sky." Yeah, it's just a rocking tune, dude. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Better than any doors tune. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Hey. All right, I tell you what. We're going to do a poll. We're going to do a poll that I'm going to put up uh, tomorrow. What's a better song? What's a more rocking song? Roadhouse Blues or fucking Wheel in the Sky? I'm telling you, I will win. 
Do what you want. <laughs> Do what you want. Let the cards fall where they may. That's right. Roadhouse Blues. Keep your eyes on the road, your hands upon the wheel. Well, well. Yeah, get out of here. Anyway, so yeah. Um, yeah, I picked up the uh, Dolly, the Dolly 4 LP album. Uh, 30 tracks, nine of them originals. Um, some really good collaborations on here. Um, so. I encourage anyone to just kind of check that out. A lot of tracks on there. I think there's like 30 tracks. That's what I just said. Yep. 30, 30 tracks. tracks. Brutal. Yep. <laughs> Brutal. How many, are, how many are originals? Nine. 21 covers, nine originals. Yep. That's interesting. Yep. That's interesting. What's your favorite track you've heard so far? Hold on. Here we go. <clears throat> Let me just look here. Only one favorite track, huh? Give me your top three. Okay, top three, real quick. Uh, Long As I Can See the Light, a duet with John Fogarty. Magic Man uh, with uh, Ann Wilson. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. And the third one. Uh, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to say Wrecking Ball with Miley Cyrus. Really? Dude. Really? That fuck, they fucking kill it. Kill it. We'll have to see. I am going to check the album out. Good. I am going to check the album out. I've seen a lot of Dolly Parton stuff in my time between going to Nashville and, you know, just I've, you know. Yeah, uh, you, we went to Dollywood with you, you mm-hmm. know. So, ah, uh, so yeah. what have you been listening to? Your album that you gave me, uh huh. Um, the Well. Okay. Uh, been listening to that a lot of Dorothea Cottrell, man. Lately, just those two albums. I as much as I would like to hear her do another album, I, I want more, like that's what I find myself with a problem with uh, a lot of the music that I listen to is like, especially bands that I'm really into. I want more, mm-hmm. make more pump more out. I want it. I want it. But like, um, she's only got two albums. And as much as I would really like a third album to kind of put into the rotation of this, of, you know, see where, see where else she's going. It's been a while since there has been a wind hand album. And I would want that a little bit more, you know, I wouldn't, I, I just, I, I want to see wind hand live. Like they're in my top five to see live. Okay. So, and I would love to see her live, even on her solo stuff. I had plan, I had plans to see her and uh, Mono Lord at Scully's, but uh, Mono Lord canceled the tour. Oh wow! Yeah, Thomas had uh, uh, some personal issues he had to attend to. So yeah, yeah. Um, I know she was coming to Atlanta uh, a few months ago and stuff so 
I'd love to yeah, see. Yeah, I'd her like to see her. Yeah, me too. I've I've watched some YouTube videos of it, man, and it's I just I love it. And like I, I I've what is it? Um Eat What I Kill. Yeah. Oh man, that track just there's something about that track and the track I've also got listed after it, uh, because it plays everything in alphabetical order. Effigy at the gates of Ur. Okay. Is uh God, it's just mm, so somber. So somber. Yeah. What about you? Other than the uh Dolly Parton. Well, listen, it's it's over two hours of music. So uh no, I listen to that a lot. Um obviously the the slash and uh Miles Kennedy album that you gave me. And let's see, uh I was went back and was listening to some more um uh Warren Zevon, um the Shooter Jennings, the Shooter Jennings album that he just come out with was a tribute to Warren Zevon. Um and the album that I'm going to give you next week, so or for this week. Okay. Wow. Sounds good. Do you ever Sounds listen good. to Warren Zevon? Some. Some. Yeah. I need to I, I need to do a deep dive. Just yeah. go back. He's one of those cats I need to do a deep dive on. Like um who's the other cat? Um did brown eyed girl. Uh Van Morrison. Yeah, Van Morrison. I need to go and do a deep dive on him. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, 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 man. I think I just came up off of this conversation mm. with an album that I want to give you. Mm. I just need to make sure it's available on the on the uh, YouTube. Just give it to me. I don't need it on YouTube. It might not be on Spotify, dude. That's fine. The, this guy is... Uh, well, we'll save it for later. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So what are you drinking over there? What am I drinking this evening? I am actually having a tequila sunrise Ooh. made with Jose Cuervo, mm-hmm. Anejo Tradicional. Uh, Tradicional, or however you pronounce that. Sorry, I'm a little inebriated. With that being said, it is a good mixer. Uh, I've drank Jose Cuervo since I was a kid. Everybody knows I cut my teeth on liquor with tequila mm-hmm. uh, so tequila has always been my first love um buddy of mine gave me the rest of a bottle that was at a party or something and yeah. i've just got a few shots left in it so i'm trying to i'm in the i'm at the point i've got a few bottles laying around that are close to being gone so you'll probably see me finish those over the next series of shows or whatnot but yeah so as far as the actual taste of the tequila itself took a sip of it before i came up it's a three out of five okay not my favorite okay all right well i have from highland brewery highland brewing in Asheville, north carolina uh tis the season tony uh so i've moved on from scottish ales to some of these winter ales this is no exception this is the cold mountain spiced winter ale by highland brewery out in Asheville, north carolina uh, it's a mix of notes of vanilla, hazelnut, dark fruit, and cinnamon. 
<clears throat> so if you if you like those uh, IPA type things, those kind of you know heartier brews, this is going to be right up your alley. Um, for me, for me, it's not great, but you know I can see why people would really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Give it a three. I'll, I'll check out some more from them, but it's all right. Yeah. It's all I mean, right. Dude, here's the thing. As far as, you know, that being an introduction to a brewery's um, lineup, per se, mm-hmm. that's that's a tough call. You know, yeah. I'm not a big fan of winter ales. I'm not a big fan of fall ales. Anything that tastes like pumpkin or anything that tastes like cinnamon and shit like that. I don't want it in my beer. Never yeah. have. Um, I, I taste them every once in a while. Now, my favorite fall beer is Nosferatu from Great okay. Lakes. Yeah. Have you had it? No. Amazing beer. Amazing red beer. Um, uh, winter beer. I really don't drink beer through the winter. I drink a lot of I drink a lot of uh, bourbon eggnog. Eggnog season is coming up. Uh, the kids just picked me up a bottle of the Benchmark eggnog mm-hmm. from the Buffalo Trace people. So I'm gonna pick me some up. My boss Bill makes a pretty mean fucking eggnog, and I'll be getting a bottle of that as well. So. Mm. Yeah, my my mom is coming down for uh, Christmas, so I'm gonna need all the alcohol I can get. Are you coming back up anytime soon? No. When are you coming up? Uh, to pick her up on the twenty second. Is there a chance you could swing through? Or I, or I could I could come to you. We'll see. Keep me posted. Keep me posted. Maybe we'll make it make it right for you. All right. You know what you can make right for me right now? Do you like eggnog? I do like eggnog. All right. I like it too. You know what I like better? What? News. Freaking news. Let's do it. Do All right. It. So in the news today, um, Bruce is going to give you some more detailed information as far as the stuff that's gone on in the news as far as dates and stuff. Do you have that available for us today? <laughs> Okay. Oh, you mean music history? Music yes. history. Okay, so yeah. good. The music history is so good. With that being said, from our friends over at Bladdermouth, just a quick read over there. Look like um, the um, Joe Satriani thing uh, and Steve Vai thing uh, will be coming soon. Um, the So they'll be touring, I think, through 2024. Mm-hmm. And then um, Satch did a cover of mean street on howard stern with sammy and the guys and uh you know maybe it didn't go so well but you know i have full confidence by time they get out on tour satch is going to get the muscle memory down on that and get it figured out um there's some thing over there on that uh what else do we see over there um obviously the release of the dolly parton album yep um which we discussed and i'm trying to think there was i know there was all oh, suicidal tendencies has a bunch of stuff that they've been recording uh let's see who else did we have kiss canceled a concert in ottawa due to illness mm-hmm. from what we saw over there uh and then i can't really think of anything right offhand other than that do you have anything for us did, real quick i blanked out did you mention that the stones were coming up on tour 
I did not. Okay. Yep. The Rolling Stones um, are going back out on tour, folks. Presented to you by AARP. Interesting. No joke. So interesting. Hey, listen, they're in their 80s. Yeah. That's a great sponsor. Uh, it is what it is. Yep. Uh, dude, I honestly think that Keith Richards would roll out in a wheelchair if he could. Yep. Yep. There's a great documentary uh, he put out a couple years ago uh, when he, he come out with a solo album called Cross-Eyed Heart. Um, and there was a documentary on Netflix that kind of followed that whole process. You got to watch that. He's an interesting guy. Oh, he is. He is. Yeah. I've seen some interviews with him. Um, as a matter of fact, apparently, uh, I think I read something about there was a pretty rare interview at F1 with Axel Rose. And uh, I know Axel doesn't do a ton of fucking interviews, so I might have to take a look at that. Okay. I am a Guns N' Roses fan. I always have. Me been. too. You know, dude, I just, I, they are a rocking ass band, dude. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. All right. Let's see. Um, Today, celebrating a birthday, Bjork. Nice. Every everyone's favorite Icelander, uh, who can't sing worth a lick. Uh, hey, hey, hey! Come on, come are you on. gonna are you gonna come on this show defending Bjork? She is a bit of a legend, bud. Get out of here! So come is Yoko. On. So is Yoko Ono. Well, not for the same reasons. <laughs> Your Bjork can actually sing, buddy. Uh, let's see. Albums that have come out on this day. The deluxe version of the Stone Some Girls, one of my favorite Stones albums, uh, came out in 2011. B.B. King. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. I wouldn't say anything. B.B. King, Live at the Regal, came out in 1964. It's a fantastic album. Uh, let's see. Uh, U2's Under a Blood Red Sky came out today and 1982 and one more for you a night at the opera by queen came out today in 1975 nice that was their fourth studio album and one of my favorites oh for sure mm. oh wait a minute here we go i forgot about this one erica badu um mama's gun came out in 2000 Love that's me not, some Erica Badu. Is that that's not the one that had Call Tyrone on it, is it? No. Tyrone was earlier. Yes. That's my favorite tune. You better call mm-hmm. Tyrone. Tyrone. That's the jam, right? Call it. Call it. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Fantastic. Yeah. She's a she's a wonderful voice. And oh, a great, yeah. From what I understand, a wonderful human being. Seems like it. Yeah. Seems so like I, I know a lot of, I know a lot of musicians, you know, have worked with her that have worked, you know, studio session guys that mm-hmm. have, uh, worked with her over the years. I think, I think James Brunner may have worked with her and he was with suicidal tendencies for a little while. Okay. He was the bass player for suicidal tendencies for a little while. Cool. Yeah. Thundercat, Sweet. Thundercat, James Brunner. Oh, you ever, you, you, ever, you ever heard of him? Dude, the dude gets down. Oh Sweet. my goodness, he gets down, dude. He's a hell of a bass player. If you like bass players, I like. Hey, music. Listen, <laughs> I like music. Yeah, definitely music. Bass playing's yeah, great. 
I'm done with you. <laughs> All righty, man. So with that being said, that is the motherfucking news. And general, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on to some album reviews. Yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Who's first this week? Uh, I believe I went first last week. All right. So you're going to get me first this week. And yeah. I, d- I don't even have my rating done. You're really? This, you are getting this rating fresh live right here, right now. Wow. Because I listened to the album earlier today, like I normally do. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about it. Dirty okay. Honey. Can't find the break. Sophomore album from these dudes. Let me go ahead and say a couple things here. This is a good album, man. Um, all the players, all the players here know exactly what they're doing. They're getting this is very good. So when I think about the, this type of band, I think about bands like uh, the Counting Crows. Lots of talent in that band, and they really write good songs. If you sit down and listen to them, they're just they write good songs. You know what I mean? Uh, they're not a bad band by any means. And if you're into them, you're into them. If you're not, you're not. Okay. Uh, who else uh, does this remind me of? Uh, Black Crows, jamming mm-hmm. style like the Black Crows for sure, man. So you know, if you're into that kind of vibe, this is definitely the vibe for you. Uh, Dirty Honey. I'll be checking these guys out a little bit more. I know my rating's good enough to say I'm going to check their other album out. I think they may have some singles and EPs to check out as well. Uh, Very impressed by the guitar playing on this album. Uh, Very impressed by the drum work on the album, some of the bass work as well. Uh, The vocalist, I cannot say enough about this guy. He has range and he can sound like a few different dudes. Uh, Not that that may be what he's trying to do, but he sings very well. Um, I have nothing negative to say about any of the performance of these guys on the band. I, so just moving forward, I've come up with a system where I'm rating these songs. I sit, I sit and I listen to each song and I'm rating the songs on a scale like school, A, B, C, D, E, F, you know, boom. On this track listing here, I don't have anything below a B. Every song is good in its own yeah. right. It's just not, I would, it's not like I would, on a personal level for me, I just wouldn't jam this whole album out. There's a few, there's probably about five to six standout tracks on this album that I really dig out of the 11. So mm-hmm. it's about half the album's good. I'd probably yeah. be skip a track, skip a track, skip a couple tracks, boom, boom, boom. So, um, with that being said, standout tracks on this album. Let's start. At, let's talk about the beginning track. Beginning, yeah. beginning track, as opposed to the rest of the album, I gave it a B. Okay, just because it's just an average track. Uh, it doesn't seem like a great opener to me, to be honest with you. Uh, this album has an overall bluesy feel. It has a Black Crows feel. You know, um, Counting Crows kind of feel. Just a good jam, good group of guys who know how to jam and put together a song. Um, won't take me alive second track i honestly think they should have opened the album with this track completely agree this track right here should have been the opener yeah whoever was the mastermind behind putting the track listing together on this you dropped the ball there fella because that track right there was was a much stronger opener um no disrespect to the first track, but that track would have been a greater opener. Um, Dirty Mind. This is probably my favorite track on the album. Uh, ah. 
great riff. I gave it an A plus. I I really kind of found myself in the groove of this song. Uh, Rome, another great track. I gave this beautiful a, song. I gave it an A an A as well, man. Uh, not an A plus, but I gave it an A, and it and it's 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 freaking excellent, man. Uh, get a little high. I gave this a B plus. I mean, it's a good track. You know, it's and 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 I may or may not skip it, but uh, I I liked it a lot. Um, coming home here we go we fall fall a little short as well not really? not, not not my favorite track on you know not a standout track for me on the album um satisfied <clears throat> another standout track on the album i did like this track a lot um ride on i gave this one a b as well it just did not it did not suit me as well as some of the other tracks on the album uh you make it all right i give this an a plus man this is a jesus lord have mercy if I just want to say this about this track. I don't know if they meant to, but to me, this track really feels like they channeled the Eagles. Mm. It really, really does, man. And I'm not trying to push that off or any influence on anybody, but to me, it just felt a very strong eagles five you know yeah some of them <clears throat> don henley style tracks you know just they, it, it was good man it, it, it's it's it it really took me into an eagles vibe you know yeah. like so yeah that's that's another stand standout track on there and rebel sun what a hell of a closer this album is um you know, we're talking, it's got A's across the board. We got one, two, three, four, so six tracks out of 11, man. This is a, this is a solid out. I suggest these guys to anybody, especially this album, Dirty Honey, Can't Find the Breaks. Get you, get your hands on this, man. This is a, this is a pretty solid, if you like good rock and roll. Yeah, real, real blues influenced. This is you, and these guys do a hell of a fucking job. I'll be checking out more of them. I know I'd said I didn't have a rating tonight, but looking at this overall feel of this album, man, I gotta give it an eight point seven five. Mm. Okay, an eight will get me to an eight will get me interested to in looking out more of the catalog. This gets me a little more excited about looking at the catalog, and I know there's not much more. Yeah, so, so far. And and so far, so far. But let, I'll tell you what: I look at these guys as the new wave of rock and roll. Like I look at those kids—I don't want to say kids, not, not mean no disrespect—but those cats from fucking uh, the, uh, you know who I'm talking about. We just discussed them on the last show. The guys that sound like Led Zeppelin—they get a lot. Oh, of uh, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, Greta Van Fleet. Just—they sound great, man. You can't, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you this album's breaking new ground. There's no, dis you know, and that's, and I don't mean that by no disrespect, but this, this an album can become a familiar friend. It yeah. sounds like a familiar yeah. friend. So 8.75 for me. If it weren't for those four tracks, man, I'd probably give it a, a solid 9.25. Mm. So, so here's i i like i like that rating you gave it 
here's where I'll differ slightly on you. For me, there was only one track that I would potentially uh, skip, and that's Ride On. Ride, it was just, it was too much. It just kept too much repetitive. Um, it, it just wasn't a great song. Um, that would probably be the skippable track. Uh, Rebel Sun, I didn't like the first half of the song. It, again, it was just kind of like, eh. But as it closed out, that when it sped up and started doing that little jam session at the end, I love that part. So, yeah. um, standout tracks for me, or major standout tracks for me, can't find the breaks. The fucking title song on that, fantastic. Um, Rome, coming home. Um, it won't take me alive. Yeah. I, I, I again, I love this album a lot. Um, and I really like their first album too. So I can't wait for you to hear that bad boy. Me personally, I'm going to give this thing a, a nine, a nine and a half, nine and a half, just cause I can't give it a perfect 10. Cause I ride on and that rebel son, the first half. Okay. So for me, but okay, fantastic. Okay. And there it is. Yeah. Good. Now, so I kind of, I kind of told you uh, earlier this week or last week, whatever. Uh, I felt that this, this, uh, this face off was a, a battle between old school and new school. These are, I think these are both complementary albums to each other. Um, the dirty honey is how the how the kids are doing it and apocalyptic love is how the how's the how the big boys do it so this bad boy slash uh with miles kennedy and the conspirators um was released may 22nd 2012 um man can't believe it's been that long this thing also has uh, Todd Dammit Kearns on bass and drummer Brett Fitz. Um, they are they're part of Bruce Kulick's uh, solo band uh, when he does all these Kiss classics, and they do a fantastic fucking job uh, with Bruce Kulick. So shout out to all these guys. Um, l- l- let me say this, and I don't know. Let me let me ask you this: when when I heard this album, I was like, yeah, that's the slash that we know and love. Is it fair for me to have a slight criticism that it doesn't feel like slash has progressed? No, I don't think it is. I, but, but slash knows, his like he, he just he just jumps in the pocket and does his thing man yeah you know and he's and he's very good at it you know and it, i'm not i don't want satriani style flat slash that's yeah. not what i expect from slash you know what i mean i don't want steve i slash or i don't want you know stevie ray vaughn slash i want mm-hmm. slash each yeah. guitar you know and this is the thing about that thing with nuno Betancourt we were talking about earlier and how we talked about <clears throat> um Satch doing Mean Street and, you know, how he felt about it. He's not wrong. Let's be honest. You and me right here on the air right now. Mm -hmm. 
do you feel confident enough that if you were just in the middle of a room somewhere and somebody started playing some music nine times out of 10, if it was a band you were familiar with, you could recognize the guitar player. Yes. That's D that's DNA. Yes. That's music DNA to a guitar player. Same thing with drums. There are certain things that you can pick out and you know, this is, this is that DNA, right? Those high pitched squeals, those, you know, crazy ass dives. We know that's dime back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's, 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 let's be honest. Okay. Yep. Slash has his own DNA. Yep. So I know I said that. And I think, I think from a guitar player that there's a, there should be a level of growth. Like, you know, from your first album to your fifth album, there should be some sort of growth, you know? Uh, Look, no, am I expecting Angus Young to turn into fucking Steve I? No. But, you know, you can't say that Angus Young has progressed over the years. No. And that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm trying to get to. So it's not a really, it's not a fair criticism after a while. So, you know, once I think once an artist like Slash or Angus or whoever has been established for a while, it's okay for them or Ace Fraley. They have their style. They have their pocket. Well, dude, let's talk about an obvious factor coming up, okay? Because we've seen this come up in the news, okay? Kerry King's new project's coming out, Mm -hmm. okay? Kerry King is a Slayer guitar player. He is the guitar, one of the guitar sounds of Slayer, okay? Him and Jeff Hanneman mainly wrote all the shit for Slayer. If you do not think that the new Kerry King album is not going to be fucking laced in Slayer DNA, you are sadly fucking mistaken. Mm Mm-hmm. So that ties into to one of my main takeaways from this album. This uh, this apoc- apocalyptic love album fits right into Use Your Illusion. Yeah, right in there, and it's just phenomenal. It's a phenomenal album, um, and I think it didn't get may a lot of mainstream love love over it just because it's it's not guns and roses right so just uh just to kind of show you on billboard though it sold well u.s billboard uh peaked at number four independent albums peaked at number one top rock hard albums or top hard rock albums number one uh and yeah so this thing this thing went gold um this was a, I mean, this was a really well-received album, but I don't think it gets enough attention. Even with all that, it doesn't get enough attention. I don't, dude, here's the thing. I don't think Slash's solo career and stuff that he's done, and, and just let me put this out there. Yeah. I don't think anything Slash has done in his solo career gets the love or attention that it needs yeah. aside from Slash fans. Okay. I agree. I and, agree. And, and and let's let's think about it. He had Slash's Snake Pit. Yep. He had, you know he has obviously has Slash and him and the Miles and uh, Miles Kennedy and the Conspirator guys. Yep. But you know he's seen a lot of success with Guns and Roses. He's seen a lot of success with Velvet Revolver. You know, so um, 
let's talk about that. Yeah. Do you feel that the Guns N' Roses DNA is somewhere in Velvet Revolver? Yes. Give me an example, because I wasn't a big Velvet Revolver fan. I am just not a Scott Weiland fan. I never yeah. cared for. Him. I never cared for him. The um, the the guitar, not the guitar solo, but the riff for Fall to Pieces. It fucking slash on that. I mean, it's fucking Guns and Roses. Okay. A lot, of, a lot of the riffs on this album, Guns and fucking Roses. Yeah. I would say. Slashes Guns N' Roses. I, the first time I heard Slash and Miles Kennedy together, it was an unplugged uh, set that they did. And um, hit, uh, so it was uh, Slash and Miles. The first song they sang was Civil War. Fuck. Instant fan. Is this on the internet? Yes. And hearing hearing Miles Kennedy hit those, especially in an unplugged setting, hit those Axel vocals and fucking like, you know what? I don't need Axel. Miles Kennedy made Axel Rose replaceable. That's a bold statement. Dude, I'm telling you. I don't know, man. I've, I've seen some footage of Guns N' Roses lately. and Yeah. It may be unfair footage. It may be biased footage. And I might need to take a look further, but Axel doesn't look like he's retained his vocal no. strength or strength or range anymore. Yep, I agree. I agree. So this album, again, if you're looking, if you miss that old school Guns N' Roses feel from like the Use Your Illusion era, this is it, man. This is this is the album for you. Um Kind of to your point with that Dirty Honey album, uh, the first song on this, uh, this the title track, Apocalyptic Love, um, that was probably the weakest song on this album. And like, man, One Last Thrill, the next song, absolute fucking banger, banger song. That should have been an opener. Yeah. That should have been the deal. That's opener. funny. Yep. Uh, let's see. Some of the other standouts for me, Standing in the Sun, fantastic. Uh, I do remember hearing um, Isabel, or Anastasia. I do remember hearing Anastasia way back when. I'm like, God, that's fantastic. Uh, opens up with a really nice little um, Spanish-influenced uh, uh uh, acoustic guitar work by Slash, and then it just gets gets into it. Um, again, that's it. I, the rest of this song, or the rest of this album, every single song on this just fucking kills. There's one throwaway track, and that's the title track. Um, there is a deluxe edition that came out, which I was listening to. Um, had Carolina and Crazy Life. I don't know why that wasn't included in the normal release, but both of those are just killer. Uh, all in all, again, if you were a Guns N' Roses fan, if you were a Slash fan at all, pick this album up. Check this album out. Um, check out more of their stuff that they had together. Uh, I'm giving this a, a 9.5. No, 9.8. I'm giving it a 9.8. 
absolutely love this album. Really? Mic drop. Yeah. Love this album. I'm glad you liked it. So let's just uh, speak on that real quick. Yeah. Um, 9.8 for you. Yeah. Um, would probably ring about 9.75 in my range, but it's not. I My, my initial listen to it, I gave it somewhere between an eight and an eight and a half where it was just enough that I'm going to listen to it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm probably going to check out a little more of their stuff. I remember hearing the first slash album where he had everybody on board. I think Ozzy was on board and he had a bunch yeah. of special guests involved and I remember liking it a lot. So I'm definitely going to check out a few more things. I'll probably pick a, you know, just his, his stuff up. Cause uh, truthfully at the end of the day, I'm just a fan of his guitar style playing, dude. Mm-hmm. I think he's, I think he just, I think he's a great in the pocket. He plays with feel and he's just, he's just got his own way, man. You yeah. Know? And, and absolute and, fire you know his, his dna is his dna you know what i yep. mean yep. so um yeah but i gave it like an i probably gave it about an eight eight and a half and but keep in mind i only listened to it once you know what i mean yeah um and that was an initial take off of it um i'm going to listen to it again which means you know well, well there's that so nice rating good job yeah, great job. One more thing I'd like to say about this. Apparently, apparently, according to Wikipedia, I don't know what validity that is, but we'll just go with it. Um, when Dirty Honey first toured, they did with Slash and the uh, Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Wow. So I found that to be pretty interesting where mm-hmm. Bruce and I somehow managed to tag tag each other again <laughs> on some strange stuff if that's a true case so yep and again you can tell like i said these albums are good companions with each other it's yeah. old school and new school they're both in that same like just rock and roll vein yeah it's good just good rock and roll and here's yeah. here, here's what catches which what, what drives me crazy and this is something i really want to speak on okay with bands like this doing music like this that are out there in the world, why does the radio not pick this stuff up and jam this stuff out? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. This is good rock and roll, guys. Why are you not doing something for these wonderful bands that are out there? Like, why has the winery dogs not? Bands like winery dogs, bands like Dirty Honey, bands like Slash's stuff going on. Why are you not giving this to the people? This is good rock and roll. Yeah. You know, and, and let's let's call it what it is. It's good freaking rock and roll. There's nothing bad here. You could single off of almost any of it. Why yeah. why is this stuff not getting the attention that it deserves? It makes me so mad to hear a band that I know would be great on the radio for kids to listen to. Yeah. And 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 you know, they may even dig it. But you don't even give it the time of day. Yep. Which is sad. Just think about that. With Dirty Honey, like, if they won't play Dirty Honey, do you ever think if if the same standards today were back, you know, back when we were kids, would Black Crows even get a fucking chance? Black Crows was this weird thing that happened, right? And when I think about the Black Crows, I think about Alanis Morissette. Really, I, th- I think about, I think about guys like, um, uh, what's her name that did uh, Black Velvet? 
Uh, Alana Miles. Alana Miles. There was just this wave of stuff that was really good that came out at the time, but nothing really followed up on any of it. There wasn't no real follow up to it unless you chose to do so. I don't know yeah. if Alana Miles made another album. I, you know, aside from Shake Your Money Maker, I probably listened to another, you know, one or two other fucking Black Crows albums, but it just never made the radio when I was listening to the radio or when I was trying to, you know, and this is why I strayed away from the radio. I start looking into bands like it's not uncommon for me to sit there and go, man, you know, I haven't listened to this band in a while. And then all of a sudden I go back and I look like, and then this, this happened with propane and me a couple of years ago, like, man, I haven't listened to propane since I was a kid. Like I, I really want to fucking check that album out. So of course I checked the album out and I realized there's a ton of fucking releases and dude, I love almost every fucking album. I could sit and listen to a fucking, I could have a whole propane day in my car, just driving around have this because it was great stuff. There's great DNA there. And, yep. it, you know, even like with Warren, that dog eat dog album did not get the respect it deserved. There was great tracks on that album. Yeah. Great tracks on that album. But here we go with the bullshit. The radio does what it does and, and good bands get lost and don't get seen because the record labels do whatever it is. You know, it's, it's sad, dude. It's yep. absolutely sad because I can't understand for the life of me how I've not heard dirty honey on the radio. Well, how my wife had like, my wife is a radio listener more so than I would ever be. Mm-hmm. And why is this not available to her? Yeah. She would love this. Of course. Um, you know, to your to your point about you know terrestrial radio, and this is when I made the switch. It was in 96, 97 era, into ninety eight. These country guys, these classic artists, Johnny Cash, George Jones, um, Waylon was putting out fantastic music, and the radio stations in Columbus absolutely refused to play them. These were Grammy award winning fucking albums, CMA award winning albums, and no one gave them the fucking time of day because they were old. And that's the only reason because they were fucking old. That's horseshit. The music should play for itself, should speak for itself, period. Yeah. You know, and give the people, give the people good shit, man. Yeah. You know, just give them good, just give them good shit. Let them decide, you know? Yep. You know, they'll and call everyone... in if they want to hear it. You know, they'll, they'll yep. get excited about it. What happened to the good old days of shit where radio was worth a shit? Well, it's no, not. No, it's, it's not. Fucking it's fucking not. It's all corporate. It's all corporate fucking media. It's all it is. You know, and, you these, know, ki- and these kids, these kids that listen to this shit. That's unfortunate. Listen, but I, you know what? I think I think this generation. You want to know the truth? I think this generation's smarter through the access of things of YouTube and Spotify and Apple Music and shit like that. They have access to practically anything they could they could listen they could ever want to listen to. Their friend could say, "Hey, why don't you check out, you know, Joe Jerkoff and the Jackoff Hour?" And they're like, "Here, let me just punch it in my stuff." And the next time I load up Spotify or YouTube, that'll be in my search list. Yeah. You know. So I get it. I get it. But there's a ton of 
you know, I sit here and I think about guys like Scarface. Scarface wrote tons of great fucking hip hop albums, dude. He is a fucking phenomenal fucking hip hop artist. Probably the best in the fucking game, in my personal opinion. The guy has just the best, smoothest fucking flow. And dude, for years, he's just made consistently great fucking albums. At the end of the fucking day, did he get any love? No. Even the ghetto boys didn't get that much love, dude. It's no. it's fucking pathetic. Either you knew about them or you didn't. And if yep. you didn't, you missed the fucking bus, son. Yep. I remember I was fucking. God, man, I was young as shit. First time I heard first uh, the first ghetto boys album, and I just remember it blew my fucking mind. I said, "These guys are the greatest thing since fucking anything ever." And I just became a fan, dude. Just became a fan of all of them. I just think they're fucking phenomenal fucking artists. Every anybody that's ever stepped shoes or foot into the ghetto boys library has done a phenomenal job. They don't work with bullshit. They do a great job. Real quick, Bushwhack Bill dead. Bushwick Bill did uh, did pass away. Yeah, uh, I think he passed away two or three years ago. Yeah, sad. I uh, I think I shed a tear for that one because his Phantom of the Rapper album is one of the hardest fucking albums you'll ever hear from anybody. It was yeah. just a solid fucking album. Did it get any love? Probably not. Nope. Yeah, nope. that's unfortunate, man. With that being said, these reviews are done. Why don't we move on to what we're giving each other next week? Yeah. What do you, you give me? You first or not? You you first or me first? You first. So, man, I've been struggling lately with what to give you because I want to give you some different kind of shit. I want to give you some cool shit, but I also want to show how it's rooted in the style of music and ways that I think of music. And I'm going to give you somebody you may or may not heard of. Okay. If, if you know, you know. If you don't, okay. I hope you do. I will. <laughs> Good. I am going to give you Rocky Erickson. Don't slander me. Rocky is spelled R-O-K-Y, by the way. Don't slander me, a album from 1986. All right. Added. And I'm going to get this. This may be a little different than some things you listen to, but you may even find it familiar. And uh, let me give you a little bit of background on what I know about Rocky Erickson. Yeah, please. He was never given the respect he was fucking due. And this this episode kind of gave me that whole idea. You know, Um, he's never given the respect he was freaking due. And uh, he wrote some really good stuff that was I would compare to stuff like Van Morrison or Warren's Yvonne style, stuff like that, in okay. my personal opinion. And he is actually the mastermind behind one of the greatest songs of one of my favorite horror movies. And it's on that album. As a matter of fact, burn the flames, uh, Wednesday 13 actually covered that song and it did a really fucking good job on that song. So if you get the chance, you should check out that cover version of that as well. This is a solid, solid album for its genre. In my personal opinion, but I'm giving it to you because I think you're going to like this. And I think you're going to understand, man, where was this dude at? Why did this dude get lost in the sauce? Same yeah. way, the same way this music on this episode did. Like, it's just, un- it's unfortunate, man. Good shit out there. And, you know, I've never heard anything about this guy. Yeah. You know? And there's a lot of people who have. 
You know, it's, it's if if you if, once again, if you knew, you knew. If you don't, you miss the fucking bus. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you on the bus. <laughs> yep, there you go. Well, I'm gonna get you on this bus too. So, uh, the guy I'm gonna give you, uh, he's very well known. But what I want you to focus on, this album came out in 1973. And I want you to really think about the time era that this thing was released. Okay. okay. 1973, you said. Yep. Okay. And it is Charlie Daniels Band. The album is called Saddle Tramp. Saddle Tramp? Yep. Now, Charlie's Daniels band was pretty much only known for Devil Went Down to Georgia. That's that's the biggest hit. Yeah. That's their claim to fame. And what's it? You said Saddle Tramp? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Two words? Yep. All right. I'll take a look at that. Well, thank you, sir. I thank hope you. you enjoy my album. Once again, if you like what you see here, please hit that like button. Please ring that bell for notifications to get tuned into us. Hit that comment and subscribe. We need to hear from you. We want to hear from you. If you know people who love music or just love a good conversation that's going on about music, have them tune in for us. You can catch us on all of your podcast streaming services. Once again, we are Hooked on Sonics. I'm Tone Capone. Bruce. Hello. Goodbye. Now, everyone, thanks again for uh, joining us this week. Uh, Leave us some feedback. For the love of God, tell us what you think. Yeah. If you see something you don't like, say something about it. If you see something you like, say you like it. We want to continue working with you guys. And we and we want to hear from you and uh, keep you guys included. You never know. We could invite you on the show. Easy. 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 No, we can invite them on the show. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I will talk to a fan in a minute. Listen, the 10th comment. The 10th comment comes on next week's episode. You heard the man. Tenth comment. Personally, a tenth comment on this episode is more than free to tune into the next Zoom album. We'll keep an eye out for it. If we do, we'll call. We'll talk. You know to reach out to either I or Bruce. Uh, we can be rich, reached out at uh, hookedonsonics1 at gmail.com uh, if you want to reach out to us directly through email. Uh, we'll keep an eye out for that or say, hey, Hit us up on the YouTube and give us some information so we can find you. Bruce. Yeah. I want to see that happen. And for the record, don't Mm. think I didn't forget. Put that poll up. Oh yeah. Poll, by the way, guys, what song rocks harder roadhouse blues or wheel in the sky by journey. All right. Yeah. Next week we're hooked on Sonics. Bruce. See ya. See ya.